E3 Part 2. Their overall presentation, I will admit, I can't remember it. Oh, hang on. Was it that happy girl? No, that's Capcom, wasn't no, that's Capcom. it? That's Capcom. Oh, God, don't. Don't, I haven't wrote Capcom down. Because there yeah. was not a lot. Oh, my God. Capcom, there was not a lot to say about Capcom, because all they talked about was Resident Evil. Yeah, they rehashed Resident Evil. Did they say some stuff about Street Fighter? I think so. I'm trying to think, and I can't remember Oh, it's anything. terrible. But the only thing I remember is the girl smiling a lot, and I said... Can she stop smiling because it's freaking me out now? Yeah, no. And she was just stood by TV. Yeah, Capcom oh, may as well have not bothered. No. They really shouldn't have. Neither should have um, Banjo... Na- Namco Bando? What the fuck was that about? They advertised it as the conference. Even E3 had it as a conference. Um, come, what was it, one o'clock here when they, they came on? Yeah, it was just one game. We thought we missed it. And then when I was going on to the feeds, everyone was going apeshit because um, literally they changed, ju- as the clock hit zero and they went to it, the title of it changed to um, presents whatever the new Dark Pictures film, the game is about. Yeah. And it was on for 10 minutes and that was it. Yeah. And then... And it- they'd already shown that game at three other... Co- three hun- three three other people's shows prior to yeah. that anyway and then they said uh, people were saying apparently they showed their games before it like you know when they do the filler thing and they show you quick games I went back they showed you two games before it came on and it's games that again others have already announced um, yeah. so to me it was a very much cop out either something went wrong and they had to pull out at the last minute and just go right do this instead or it was just to get people... I mean, don't get me wrong, Until Dawn, Until Dawn, the first game they ever did, it was good. I mean, yeah, they mislead you with what it was about, but it was a good game. The others that they've done, which they class as the Dark Picture um, anthology, I have no time or interest in them. Yes, wow, the person actually looks like the actor, and wow, okay, it's like, you know, back in the day, that, that kind of heavy rain... Um, Detroit. Two Souls, Detroit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Detroit's pushing it because Detroit I got bored with, uh, but it was good. But for me, they should have just finished these kind of games with Detroit. It's like, no, just stop. And I think the fact that they're pushing them out every year or so now, it's like, stop, just yeah. stop. But anyway, go back to Square Inks. Square Inks. Square Inks, sorry. Um, can't remember the presentation. I can't remember if it was just videos or people were actually talking. I think it was competent. It wasn't anything stand out. Obviously, the major, major, major game that I was impressed with was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, God, that looks so good. That, I, I, as soon as it played, I was like, I hope this ain't like Avengers. And then they showed you like game footage and gameplay. And I was like, yep, I want to play this one. Yeah, so it's more of a it's a single player. Actually, actually has like a full on story that you follow through. Um, interesting looking combat. Yeah, and and I don't think there's much more I can say about it other than I, I just want to play that game. And I I I just love the fact that they opened up with um, theme tune. Um, Bolly Tyler, um, I need a hero. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just like because he reminds me of um, scene to row when um, you get on a rocket. And as you, sorry, before you get on the rocket, as you're driving from wherever you are to get to the rocket, they played Bonnie Tyler. I need a hero as you're like driving around the city. Then you're actually on the rocket. So when I heard it, it kind of made me chuckle because it felt like it was even though Squarings had nothing to do with um, Saints Row, but it feels like it was like a little nod. Well, to yeah. me it was, but no, I like it, and I like the fact that they haven't gone for the look of the film characters. They've gone for like the comic. Oh well, yeah, I think that's the thing is they've it's very much this I think it's a very similar art style to the Avengers game. Yeah. 
um, and that it's very much then taken from the comic books in the way the characters look rather than the films. And from what we gather, it's when they, they've they not been the Guardians of the Galaxy for long either. No. Um, and so it looks like they have actually got Dan Abnett involved in some way, so they've even got consultation from you know, the creator of that version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, they mentioned the new stuff coming to the Marvel Avengers, the Wakanda expansion yeah, DLC. Um, it, it, it's looking good. I'm kind of, it's, It was just... The, when I played it, it was just so bland. See, the demo, I the Hulk part, I love playing the Hulk, smashing shit apart. But then everyone else seemed just to be a bit... Okay. Yeah, um, it's like the, the Hawkeye expansion they did looks quite interesting. They've kind of given Hawkeye some cool moves. See, I know on Steam it's no, I'm not sponsored by Steam or you know, but it's seventy ninety nine at the moment. I am very tempted to go for it. But if we really get into it on Steam, then yes, I know. But then I'm waiting for Xbox to announce their summer sale. But apparently, it's already on. But it's the same sale as ever. Sort it out, Phil Spencer. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, next one, obviously, they talk about Life is Strange Remaster. So they've remastered the first one, uh, Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm, which is obviously a prequel to the to Life is Strange 1. Um, yeah, nothing much to say about that one. They've just remastered it, which um, I will be buying. So it would be my third copy of the game, but um, <laughs> I will be buying it. Obviously, I'm with the trailer they showed of Life is Strange True Colours, it's kind of got my attention a bit more now. I'm I'm really interested in it. And then, obviously, um, a lot of people took the mick out of this one because there's a lot of chaos and I want the chaos, but there's no chaos. I am chaos. It's I can't remember the full title, but it's a new Final Fantasy um, spin-off game. Oh, the Final Fantasy meets Dark Souls. Souls. Basically, they've said it's going to be the origins of Final Fantasy. Um, because obviously there is a lot of talk about chaos and the warriors of light, which we haven't had in, you know, I mean chaos we've had in number thirteen, but yeah. um, the the actual where the warriors of light I've not heard in a in a long time from Which, from seven onwards I've not heard it mentioned. Yeah, and while they didn't actually show anything of sixteen, that does then add that is 16 maybe going to be like a, like a nexus point and they're going to start referring back to the older games well, maybe? Well this is what I thought because the way they, with, with 16 the way they were talking and the way I think they mentioned crystals and they said this needs to end, we can't be controlled, we can't be controlled by the crystals or something any longer or it was something along those lines I was thinking oh are you going to go back to the whole Warriors of Light, the Four Crystals, that's how you get your powers. And yeah, well obviously you had like, th- all of 13 and 15 and the surrounding games and etc. was all around the, is the Crystal Crystallis stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know, I know in, I know, see if you, Final Fantasy is like, every game's different, but there is like an ongoing theme isn't well, there? it's it's like there's something connecting the world because yeah. obviously the aeons are the same because the you only... have chocobos you have moogles because and... the only time i've seen a connection is at the end of 13 lightning returns um spoiler alert um obviously when they defeat the this good this fake god who wanted to create a new world for everyone turn into light and travel through space and then they enter our solar system and obviously you've got lightning giving her last spiel and she talks about how um, their world was a, um, a reality based off fantasy. Their fantasy was based off reality, sorry. And then as she says that, they like all come together and hover over Earth. And they all, like as they come down, split apart. And then obviously, because I know when 15 was meant to be like, what was it, 13 versus 14 or whatever it was meant to, 15 versus 13, whatever it was meant to call be called, yeah. their tagline to begin with was, this is reality based off a of fantasy. So I'm presuming they were going to try and connect. 13 and 15. Yeah. Well, it was just going to be versus 13. And the whole, and obviously with fan fiction and you know how these companies like to carry on with comics and fan fiction, it it turns out that Lightning and all that are on Earth living their life. Um, But I always thought maybe that they were trying to connect the two as if the 
the characters from 13 who got to Earth became crystals or something, but obviously they changed it to 15 and they... And obviously, like you said, they started to talk about crystals and everything yeah. again. And it's things like um, the worlds or, you know, the, the futuristic ones like Seven could quite easily be the same world as one of the earlier Final Fantasies just hundreds of years later. Uh, have you never heard that rumour? No. The fact that the conspiracy... Um, what is it? Um, they've tried to connect... I think it's from Seven onwards. They've tried to connect every game. Um, and I know Final Fantasy X is the result of Seven. So now they were like sucking the Earth's yeah. energy... Obviously, I don't know seven that well. <laughs> they were sucking the energy. Whatever the outcome of seven is, apparently years later it ends up that will become Spear, and that's how Final Fantasy ten happens. But eight eight becomes before seven. Yeah, and then meddling in everything is why seven is the way it is. They explain it a lot better. I have to find it, but they do kind of try and hook everything together. And from what I was reading, it's not one of those, like I always say to you, it's not one of those, this is because X did this, it's very much like, you can see this because, you could link this because, duh, 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 duh. and it makes sense. It's not just like, oh, that makes no sense. But overall, Square Rings, I was happy with what they showed. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great deal. It wasn't great, it never is from Square Rings, no. but, you know, it was good for what they did. Hi guys, in the next section we are talking about PC Gamer Conference. Unfortunately, I refer to it as PC World. I do apologise. So the next one is PC World. Also, we've talked about, I I think they're the best conference of (laughs) presenters-wise. The one game I'm looking forward to is 12 Minutes. Um, You're in a bird's eye view and you control a gentleman who is voiced by James McAvoy, um, who keeps living the same 12 Minutes over and over again and basically you come home to your wife and stuff happens and a police officer comes to the door which is voiced by William Defoe and the wife's done by Daisy Johnson Johnson Ray yeah yes thank you Um, (laughs) and basically he lives the 12 minutes so like they showed you different outcomes where you can either kill the police officer the police officer kills you kills the wife and it's all because you find out that your wife killed her dad and that's all they've given you yeah. Um, I don't. Th- I, I've got a feeling it's one of those games where you think you're going to end it, but then it's just going to keep repeating. Yeah. So there's not an actual end. But um, who knows? It does look good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And obviously, Hello Neighbor 2. Yeah. Um, that is like um, another game we mentioned where you can, like Left 4 Dead, I can jump into it, enjoy it for a few hours. Enough. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, number two does look a lot better than one. I mean, one was a very budget indie title yeah. in the first place. So. Number two does look good, um, but that's that. And then Jurassic World 2. Oh, yes. They didn't actually show you gameplay, they just showed you like a trailer. Yeah, kind of it's, it's what I'm interested in. I kind of have the thing of it's like, it's basically Planet Coaster. Have you played the first one with dinosaurs? No. Sounds, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Sounds Steam. <laughs> um, you are right basically the it is make your own park um, but obviously you are going to have the paracuts the animals escaping um, I've never got that far I got up to far as building the gift shop the research lab sending people to research stuff making a few animals and then got bored yeah see I have the thing that cause like the thing that attracts me to Planet Coaster is making the actual roller coasters which is obviously Jurassic World is then Planet Coaster without the roller coasters. Yeah, with, <laughs> yeah. Basically. With this one, you do you set up your cages, but it's up to you how big, how small do you want to, and landscape in it. Um, obviously, depending what animals you have there. Um, but I think what the big the big thing is, obviously, you send people over the world to research fossils so you can make the new dinosaurs. But then you have three people, researcher, security. I think it's finance, and they all give you missions, but it's up to you which one you want to yeah. invest in. It is good, and obviously you have um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he talks to you as you know, as the character <laughs> he plays, and then obviously you still have the um, 
horrible scientist in it who always seems to fuck everything up. Yeah, I might give it a go. Um, give it a go. It is good. I mean, if you can get off the first island, which is the tutorial, there are plenty of other islands for you to go on to. Um, but no, it did, it does look good, and I hope they really... Yeah, it's just interesting that they've done a sequel to that, but not Planet Coaster. But then at the same time, I think I don't think Planet Coaster needs a sequel. They just keep releasing packs of extra scenery. That's all they need. And I want to admit, we do have the characters that Jessica... Alstain? Alst- mm. I can't pronounce the name. The one who runs in heels from the T-Rex. And Chris <laughs> Pratt's character in it. Are they voiced by them? No, unfortunately not. But they're in it as well. So I like the fact that they kind of... They're keeping it yeah. modern. So it's not just Jurassic World. Anyway. So, last one. To end it all. Nintendo. Woohoo! Apart from the audio being out of sync. Yeah. A little good. bit. Um... I just presume that's because... I thought that was on purpose, but then it was obvious when they did the whole click thing that you see them click. Then you got the click. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so the first one I had, there wasn't really much there because most of it was um, what's already releasing. And... It's weird. You know, it's like, once again, it's like, oh, look, we've got another new character for Smash Brothers. It's like, yay. Hey, bitch. You're just peed that it's it's thingy from Tekken. I was excited. And the fact that he threw Kirby... I mean... <laughs> that was funny. Quickly for everyone, Tekken... If you, I, I can't pronounce most of the names because they are proper Japanese names. But basically, the main story of Tekken is Hayahichu throwing his son over the over a mountain, isn't it? To see if he, can, if he crawls back up, it means he was strong. But obviously, shit goes down and the, that goes into a story. Yeah. But basically, they do that with uh, him, where he gets like nearly every Smash Bro um, character. character and throws them off this same cliff. And then there's one point where he, it's he like just right at the end, he, he does loads of them, and then he has Kirby. And me and Claw looked at each other, going, "Really?" And then he like throws Kirby, but he doesn't like hear uh, like a, a, a banging. So as he looks over, you just see Kirby the side of it coming up the side just of the just flies lane. up past him and carries on with his game. Um, <laughs> it is funny. Um, that was funny. But when they were showing you how he fights, it is very much Tekken fighting. And I'm like, how is that going to fit in like a fat, pe- fat, fast paced Smash Bros game? Uh, there are slow characters in Smash Bros. You've got um, Ganon and a few others. All right. Because when I've played Smash Bros, it's always been like with fast characters. And it's like, it, it is like, whoa, what the hell? Um, and when they were showing you how he fought, I was like, uh, maybe this wasn't the best character to pick. Yeah, but... on that that side of thing, it's fine because you've got Ganon and ba- oh, sorry, you've got Ganon and Bowser and Donkey Kong are all quite slow. So, so the first one I did write down was Super Monkey Banana Blitz. <gasps> yes, 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 yes was yes, that yes. the right title? That was the correct right title. Oh my god! <laughs> so they're doing a remake of the original Monkey Ball games, like the first three of them, I think it yeah, was. It was yeah. Oh, I used to love these games. And not so much for the main Monkey Ball game. The main Monkey Ball game, you know, it, it's fun. But I think it's been, I think it's the third one, Banana Blitz, where they have, like, the multiplayer and you've got all these silly little games you get to play against each other. And it's one of one of those things, you, you can just burn an evening just all sat around the console, just playing these silly games, trying to, you know, land your Monkey Balls in the middle of the target closer than your friends can. It, it's... It's it's proper, like what mid two th- mid to late two thousands yeah. kind of you know, couch, couch not couch co op but couch gaming with friends, um, which you know I must admit modern day gaming I do kind of miss that kind of, you know just just fun larking around so I am really looking forward to that. Um, Metroid Dread, Metroid Red Dead, Metroid Dread, Dread the Metroid that's been in the works for, was it 17 years I think they said was when they first came up for the idea for it what the um, side scroller one yeah really yeah so it's essentially Metroid 4 no Metroid 5 sorry yeah because um, they because they did they, they were kind of cruel they kind of started the trailer and then I came up saying Metroid so obviously everyone was thinking oh it's going to be Metroid Prime 4 yeah and then it came up with like 5 and it's like so you're just skipping over four now, and, go, and then obviously that goes into like the whole. It's the side scroller one, um, so it is Metroid Five, but that means Metroid Five, not Metroid Prime Four, which they didn't really mention anything about. So assuming that's going to happen 
someday. Didn't they do the whole teaser trailer where it came up saying four and then it came up Metro Prime? Yeah, they? I think they, so they did something because five, that five one came up when even I was like, really? Where's four? And so then, yeah, so Dread looks really good. It's got a weird kind of um, alien isolation kind of mechanic to it. Yeah. Um, it's like um, Dog from Half Life Two. Yeah, um, meets, as meets the AI of the Xenomorph from Aliens Isolation. Yeah, it's weird. So you've got that to contend with, while also already dealing with Metroid classic rock hard platforming. So probably not a game for me, if I'm honest. It's like I love Metroid from an aesthetic and a theme. But I'll definitely be more of a when Metroid Prime Four I was, arrives. I was interested in it, and then I watched the Nintendo Direct straight after it, um, and they played God knows how many hours of it. Um, the more I watched, the more bored I got. But yeah, again, the people who were pre- who were doing the presentation on the Direct weren't very upbeat. Yeah, they were very much like, as you can see, Claw is going to shoot the world now, and. You know, we wanted to go for a real texture of how 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 she moves, how he moves, and it, it was very much like that. It was like, right, and then, obviously, yeah, treehouse is weird. You know. Oh, yeah, treehouse not direct. Sorry. Yeah, the the whole treehouse thing is just a bizarre. But idea. yeah, again, I watched it like a few hours later, and they were and there was four people playing um, Mario Party. They were upbeat and everything. I mean, the one had a <laughs> the one guy looked like he was pissed off and didn't want to be there. But when he spoke and he was laughing and everything, and the more I watched, the more I'm like, I actually want this game. <laughs> yeah, I know what they're no. trying to do with Treehouse. Is I think they actually did Treehouse like live on the show floor mm-hmm. originally. It was where Treehouse comes from at E3, um, and yeah, and it, it it's very much trying to give the people at home that kind of feeling of getting to play on the demo booth and actually see the game. In a more yeah. raw state, well, which is quite nice. Well, I will admit they did sell me on the party one because it did look like one. <laughs> um, and the last one I put was because I was really interested in this one: Mario Golf Super Rush, something like that, or Dash. I don't remember. I put Rush, but it sounds like it looks like a rope rash. That's why I'm thinking, <laughs> is it Dash? I'm sure it's uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, I'm not really one for golf games. But that looked quite fun, especially if you're playing against others and you can like run really quicker. Or... Oh, is the t- yeah, is the time challenge one where rather than you taking it in turns, you literally all tee off at the same time and just go and, and just go for it. it. Doesn't matter how many times you hit the ball, it's... just get it in the hole. And it was very much like <laughs> Mario Kart, where like they said you could have bonuses. One was running really quick and overtook everyone. There was a girl in it who stopped, smacked her ball, and it like bounced off all of them to like knock them out for a bit, so you can catch up and. It, it, and you know that was one mode. The other mode was like normal golf, and you know, you tee off and all that. Um, they showed you some other bits, and I can't remember it all, but it did look interesting. Um, you know, I like it when they kind of take the piss out of normal golf a bit. You know, it's all right playing crazy golf on apps and all that, but you know, it, it did look good. I it did hit my interest, but like I said, I didn't write that party one down when they advertised the party one on E three. I was like, oh, okay. It's not until I watched the Treehouse stuff that four of them were like laughing and joking and the fact that they go across the board and when you have to play the mini games together, there's one where they were like, uh, they were like in barrels on rope to a yeah. speedboat and there's um, one of Bowser's henchmen there and he like holds a flag up left or right and you have to copy him but he does that whole thing where he like lifts his right hand and slams it down and puts white and whoever gets it wrong he like goes up to the rope and cuts it and you just see your character like panicking and fading <laughs> off in the background and I was like you know what it, I, I know what me and Debbie are like we can get competitive <laughs> Um, so that's what I was like this is going to be a lot of fun <laughs> and I quite like that it is because it's a collection of what is it the first three or four Mario parties I believe so yeah they were talking about something like that yeah which I'm actually I'm, I think that excites me more than if it had just been another Mario party because I think the last couple they've been running a little bit short on ideas maybe because there's another one where <laughs> you all go into it and there's like Bowser's head and then there's val, val, uh, like pumps in front of you so one goes up on the stage and you have to press one and you have to press the right one if you press the wrong one um, browser will blow fire at you and kill you off 
And the first time they did it, they all said, oh, you know the trick, don't you? You, you go for the colour of the person you are. And the first three did it was fine. So one was um, pink, white and green. Then obviously there was two left and he went for the, his colour. But that was a uh, put fire on him and killed him off. So the next one goes, uh, picks pink again, it was fine. And then Yoshi went up to pick green and then he died off. It was it was just the whole, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because <laughs> he like freezes you in place for a bit and it counts down. And it's not until it hits two that you know if he's going to kill you or not. And it's like, it's like I can see playing with like yourself and Demi and friends or whatever. In that, oh my god, oh my god, come on, come on, you know. So that's why I was like, actually, I, I might like this party one. I've never played them before, and I was like, mm. yeah. The, the the I remember the early ones being a lot of fun. I think some of the later ones, obviously, they, you know, when they reach that kind of like they're trying too hard to do yeah. something new. And it just and doesn't it just, quite work yeah. out. I was going to say, that's with games, you either put something new in where everyone's like, yes, or it's like, Ugh, okay, you've you've tried, but you've kind of screwed it a bit. Yeah. But overall, Nintendo, it was an alright presentation. Obviously, you had the, I want to say CEOs, I'm not sure if it is CEO, CEOs. Uh, one of them was the chairman. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was what it was, and it was you know, and I think then they were very sure with it because obviously you had Nintendo Treehouse straight after. Yeah, as... again, it's. I'm trying to remember. Did they really show any of Zelda? No, didn't they confirm number two, uh, Breath of the Wild two? Yeah, they confirmed it was still going, but they didn't really have anything new to show. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, because they showed you the new map and everything. It wasn't it there, and it was the castle, and it's the spirit in it. Yeah, but they didn't show a huge amount. Oh no, no, they, I think they, they still seems to be. They still don't seem to be ready to show that properly. Unfortunately, I think they came gave you the base storyline of it and then ended and just ended it. And yeah. So I think that it was just them confirming we're doing it. Just I think again, it's, it it feels a little bit like Nintendo is still stuck in the kind of the generational rut, yeah. and it did very much feel like a, oh, you know, this is just the. That, you know what they've got left before they release a new console, and then you have the new Zelda, the new Mario, the new this, the new that. It's just like, but why didn't they just give us a new? I mean, with the Wii, they did at least do it. You know, they gave us a Galaxies two. They they actually did some, you know, second instalments of things, but they seem to be very reluctant to do that. They'll... But then, if the new Switch is only a you know Switch Pro, or whatever you want to call it, then. Again, it's like I just felt that there was that, that one kind of big game just missing. They also didn't they do a sequel to um, Warrior Blade or something with Zelda in High Wall Warriors? Yes, didn't they announce like a DLC or a sequel to it? Um, it was the DLC sequ- seasons four, so it's already the sequel's out already. Okay. Which has been out for a while. It was the, the DLC content that was coming to that, which again was just like, eh. So we have come to realise there's a whole post of games that we've managed to not touch on during our various rambling. I think um, most of them is because they were like in multiple uh, yeah. conferences or they were like the indie section. Like, And then there was ones where I just like, because obviously there was conferences after each one that went on to like, God knows what time are. Yeah, time. and there's the Shamash, uh, the um, Jeff Keighley summer games thing beforehand yes. as well which showed some of this stuff so we'll quickly do some some honorable mentions we're trying not to spend too much time on them hopefully um so probably the biggest one that we're kind of kicking ourselves for not thinking of until now is dying light 2 which finally has a release date i I'm, can't remember when it is but it finally has a release date this year i think yeah i'm looking forward to it I did think, because there was rumours about how the production had stopped on it and everything, that they were just going to write out, cancel it off. Um, or, because then there's rumours before they said they were releasing it of Dead Island 2 coming out. Because yeah. obviously Dying Light is the kind of baby sequel. of the fact that Dying Light 2 did get cancelled and that's how Dying Light got born. So I thought they were going to reverse it and kill Dying Light off to off and make Dead Island too, um, but thankfully that's not what they've done. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to all the things they've changed from the first one or added. 
The only thing I'm a bit mm, about is the storyline and the fact that, you know, they say your choices change the world. So, and you can hop in and out of other people's games. Yeah. So it'd be interesting if you, me and Demi play it and obviously we all play it differently. I think yours and mine are going to be somewhat the same. Demi's is going to be completely different. Chaos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see what we've chosen, see how our worlds are, and see if we actually, if the ending is like a, already, it doesn't matter what you do, this is the ending. Or it is true that the endings are different. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm definitely very interested in it. Uh, I must admit I didn't play a huge amount of the first one, but this has piqued my interest. So does that mean that we've got a, there's another game we all need to play? Yep. Because I think me and Demi were talking about going back to Dying Light. Ooh, to okay. Get you, to get ready. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, Elden Ring, I can't remember exactly when it actually finally got revealed, but as part of all of the chaos of the E3 period, Elden Ring finally got shown properly. And I'm a little disappointed, if I'm honest. Yeah. I I was hoping for Skyrim with Dark Souls combat, whereas it looks more like it's going to be Dark Souls, Dark Souls with a little bit more story in it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, Two Point Campus, which <laughs> yes. is sequel to Two Point Hospital. So this time it's all doing a college university campus in your in your image so mine's going to be like all um, rainbows and <laughs> unicorns so yeah so it looks like they've kind of taken the opportunity to do it's kind of a sequel to two point hospital yeah. but rather than it just being an expansion of two point hospital you know they've taken it to a new a new setting of a you know a college campus um, but it looks like it looks like their entire premise on this one is rather than it being lots of little like challenge hospitals that you're actually going to do like one big campus and spend a lot more time developing one thing rather than lots of smaller things so that's looking really cool um one that zog will talk about of soup pot yes soup pot I think we saw this... Well, I saw it three times. First time... I've seen it three times throughout E3. I think it was Summerfest first and E3. First time I looked at it, I thought, oh, this looks interesting. Then I saw it with you and I was like, okay, this does not look interesting. Then I watched it again and they explained a bit more. So um, the premise of it is you're in a real large kitchen and you're making real recipes Um and when you dish them up, it is exactly how they're meant to look. But the whole idea behind it was, um, they were saying that they, even though it's like a game and everything, they actually want their actual real, real recipes. So if you overcook it, you overcook it. If you undercook it, you undercook it. Yeah, and um, in theory, you could then actually make it in real life as well. Yeah, um, I'm presuming it gives you the recipe at the end and everything. And that, and I don't know what it was. They were cooking something and mind my ignorance here i can't remember what it was called but it looked very japanesey and you know what i'm like with japanese food at the moment um i'm all for experimenting it didn't look like squid (laughs) or octopus (laughs) it looked like um a joint of ham or meat or something but the way they dished it up it was like very like um rice based with stuff on top and it the way i would describe it it looked like it, it was sushi on top of rice that's yeah. how it looked um, um, and it asked, the more they explained what their idea behind it all was the more I was like hmm okay but obviously because um, I'm like a cheapo uh, it all depends how much it is <laughs> if it's like 40 <laughs> quid I'm, I wouldn't invest in it I doubt it but, we'll um, but I would wait for it to come down in price but yeah it, look it up um, it, it does look very realistic I, they didn't show you if you chop stuff or anything they just kept on showing you putting stuff in the pot putting the lid on frying stuff you know and yeah, that, it's not for me but um you know i mean i was thinking more of we get some good meals out of it oh yeah definitely and and finally a trio of science fictiony type games so the first one being icarus right okay sorry there we got we did get two of these games mixed <laughs> up so icarus is a very much like arc 
kind of game without the dinosaurs. So basically you're in a spaceship and you land on a planet that has been terraformed incorrectly. So basically it's about building a base to survive on the planet, collect resources to go back up to your ship to make like bows, arrows and things and then come back down. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the trailer they show you make a, a wooden cabin on a, a dam type thing and then lightning hits it, sets it on fire then all of a sudden you're in the like mountains and snow like wearing fur coats and you know closing the windows when the storm comes killing a polar bear and wolves it, it does look very good so if you're into that genre of survival that's that's going to be a game for yeah. you and then probably two games for me finally after many 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 years they're doing Homeworld 3 and I cannot wait I love Homeworld and yeah oh Again, I can't really say much about it because they didn't really show us much. But the you know the updated graphics for the ships and everything look really pretty, and yeah, so that's going to be cool. I hope, big fingers crossed. And the last one is a game called Ixion, which um, again they've not really shown a huge amount, but it is. But it's basically it's um, uh, arc style space station. That's you know the 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 world's falling to pieces and you know people are escaping the earth in these big space stations and it's looking very much like it's going to be a you know essentially a, a maintain build maintain expand. build expand might it might be edging on the 4x kind of thing but it looks like it's going to be more of a i guess you know sim hospital yeah. but a space station um so, so it could be quite cool see i remember the trailer for that coming on and we're like what is this and then, because uh, it's like you're in a festival, and then all of a sudden it shows you the 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 companies behind it. You're like, oh, it was just like the beginning. Um, and then also you learn it's space because you have a narrative talking. And then we were quite enjoying it. Went on for a little bit for the first two minutes, and then it goes on and on and on and on about why why people left Earth, why we were exploring. Uh, it kind of just went on a bit too long than it yeah. should have done, and then but then the space station explodes. Yeah, and then it kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of ends up where he's talking about the moon, and then you go back to the festival, realizing then that festival part was part of the trailer, and then there's just a big like in the corner of the screen, you see a big massive boom by the moon. So obviously something gets so screwed up. Off, yeah. I was interested in it until we just looked it up, um, and if it is the way like. Claude just said it was. I don't think it's going to be for me. I'm still interested in it. I think it's one to watch. I mean, if you get it, I'll probably have a go. Of course. But um, I, I think it's more your... Like, as soon as I saw it, I said, it's more your cup of tea than mine. <laughs> so, guys, that is the end of our E3 special. Um, over two parts? Yep, over two parts. Um, I hope you've enjoyed both parts. Um, we've, we've tried to balance the games out, so it wasn't just games that we are going to enjoy it's going to be overall and obviously while i was making notes it is hard to enjoy e3 and write down every single game that they announced oh absolutely um, and you know for anyone who who's maybe you know not convinced. known about e3 or, or watched it all then I highly recommend you know on youtube most of the companies we mentioned have put all, everything up on there you can go and rewatch it or just watch the trailers but you know there, there is a, a wealth of new games to go look at um, oh yeah i mean if you put um, E3 2021 you're either going to get the Xbox all the trailers or you're going to get the actual Xbox conference and same with Nintendo yeah. and Ubisoft I mean you can still look up the schedule so if there's if you think we've not mentioned a game company or like there was a section for indie games as well which I found quite interesting even though we found the first couple board no sorry it wasn't the indie game one it was the one with um, Future Games yeah what's his name Tor Tori Mm-hmm. He does the Joker and Joel. Oh, sorry, yeah, Troy, Troy Baker. Troy Baker and God, I can't remember who the woman was now. But yeah, so that was Future Publishing's show, which again is a bit of a rehash of some stuff, some indie stuff. It, some... it was weird because obviously we we started watching it, then we got bored and we went off to bed. But then I got up for some reason and I can't remember why, and I started watching it. I was actually in the them joking with each other because you never saw him again after the first part. It was just them voiceover. It was really good, and yeah, they did a lot of rehashing of games, but then there was some that I picked up, like Tiny Tiny Thor. I won't go into it, but basically it's a scroller in your Thor. There you go. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, anyway, guys, um, like we said, YouTube it. Um, 
I hope you've all enjoyed it, this special. Um, and we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon with some more stuff. So stay tuned, guys. And remember, keep it geeky.
So guys, this is the end of part one. I know, how long did we talk for? Too long. <laughs> yeah, I know, but come on. We, we love our games. We want to talk about what we're passionate about. Oh, absolutely. So guys, uh, stay tuned for part two. And remember guys, keep it geeky. Phil Spencer. <laughs>